Discover Your Personal Power podcast, the show to help you live a life filled with peace, purpose, and power. My goal on this podcast is to give you something fun and meaningful to make your day a little brighter. I want to help you find your light and your personal power within. My name is Peggy Moore, and I am a wife and a mother of over 30 years, a nurse for over 20 years, a certified professional coach, and a wellness advocate with doTERRA essential oils. I want you guys to know that I get it. Being a mom can be hard. Being a wife can be hard. Managing a career while being a mom and a wife can be hard. Life can be frustrating at times and often overwhelming. I struggled for years with depression, anxiety, and perfectionism. I let everyone else tell me who I should be and how I should act, what my house should look like and what car I should drive, how my children should act and what kind of mother I should be till I stopped. I stopped listening to all the outside voices and I found myself again. I dug deep and discovered who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in this world. I found my light and my purpose and my personal power and I want to help you do the same. I would love the opportunity to work with you. I have an online coaching program that has fun go at your own pace videos, a colorful 80 page workbook that was just published on Amazon, is journaling prompts and fun exercises. You'll get one-on-one coaching with me and I can help you clearly define your purpose, discover your personal power, and live the life that you want to live. Send me a message at Peggy Moore at personalpowerwellness.com and we will chat. I would be honored to work with you. Welcome to today's podcast, friends. As I was thinking about this week's topic, I was struck by a puzzle. Have any of you ever tried to put together a thousand piece or 5,000 piece puzzle? Well, do you organize your pieces by color or shape or do you find the corner pieces and put them together and put all the outside together, outside edges together first? Um, When you get stuck, what do you do? Um, I usually like look at the box so that I can see the vision that was created and what this overall masterpiece should look like. It's nice to have that vision, right? As And so as I was thinking about a puzzle and I was thinking about vision, I was thinking, oh, that's such a great topic. And having a vision is so important. And I think I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. We know that our mind sees what our brain tells it to. If we're in the market for a new house, we'll be watching all the houses as we go by, determining the best characteristics, the things that we like, the things that we don't like. We'll ask all our friends about their homes and their builders or their realtors because we're focused on this vision of a new home. Our our vision kind of creates our destiny. And I think 
it also expands over time. You know, that house that I dreamed of and wanted in my 20s is much different from the house that I want and dream of in my 50s. As we learn more and we grow more and we experience more, our vision shifts and it helps us to grow and we can grow with it. So what about when that vision doesn't quite work out the way we thought it should? So when I was younger, I had this vision of how my life would look. I had this big house with a white picket fence, a house where everyone got along. We sang songs around the as someone played at the piano. My kids grew up in the same house from the time they were little till the time they grew up and left home. And then they could come back and visit their own bedrooms, which of course would be a shrine to their childhood. And my children would all love one another and be best friends. And we would spend holidays together with big meals and lots of laughter. Well, as life happened, that vision shifted a little. The puzzle pieces changed and the picture on the box grew into something even more rich and beautiful than I could have ever imagined. God had a plan for me and it was full of joy and heartbreak, adventures and craziness My vision shifted, but my purpose and my goals of having a beautiful family where we spent that time together with big meals and lots of laughter remained and grew stronger. Love and laughter remain the constant and the most important because those are the values, beliefs, and beliefs that I chose, but my vision changed a little bit. So going on a year of these coronavirus restrictions, I think all our vision has had to change a little bit and evolve a little bit more. I think we've had to have a huge paradigm shift for all of us in this global pandemic. The coronavirus has caused us to have to think outside of the box a little bit and find ways to grapple with this new reality. So today, today, what I really want to talk about is the thinking outside of that box, using our mind to be creative and achieve our overall dreams and goals, but by using a little imagination, getting a little scrappy, thinking outside of the box and realizing that our values can stay the same, but that vision can expand. So our brain is amazing. It is designed to consistently find the most practical solutions while investing the least amount of energy. Our brain is smart and it's hardwired for survival. The brain's neural networks carry the acquired information in a given situation to help us automatically think through the process, use the repetitive unconscious behavior patterns and pathways that we already know to solve a problem. This allows the brain to kind of go on autopilot, missing many of the details or what may seem insignificant. For example, brushing your teeth or even more complicated, but still driving a car. Our brain's efficiency is great for everyday functioning and efficiency, but not so conducive to innovation and imagination, reinventing the wheel, so to speak, or thinking outside of the box, or using our imagination to be innovative. 
Research shows us that our individual mental models play a central role in our perception of the world around us. What we fundamentally believe about ourselves, what we believe to be true, and what we've decided is important to us is what we focus on, and it's often what our experience will be in life. But I also think it's important to realize that not only do we underestimate the power of our mind to influence our perceptions, we also undervalue the power we have to change our minds. We have the capability to rewire our neural pathways with new ways of thinking that can result in behaviors that serve us better rather than harm us, both individually and collectively. It takes a little extra effort, but we can train our brain to alter its well-constructed pathways and highways by practicing taking alternative routes. Dr. Edward de Bono calls it lateral thinking. Lateral thinking is a way of looking at things in a deliberately systematic way to invoke creativity and innovation type thinking. Dr. Bono says you can't dig a hole in a different place by digging the same hole deeper. You can't expect different results or solve a problem differently if you're stuck in the same thought patterns. You have to learn to expand that vision. So this powerful practice of lateral thinking is designed to help us to approach circumstances from new angles. Its objective is to force the brain to think differently about familiar situations through the use of exercises that block those well-worn neural pathways from getting activated and strive to make new pathways and new highways in our brain. So a few years back, I went to a nursing conference and the keynote speaker was an entrepreneur talking about leadership. She's the author of the book, Scrappy. And I love this concept of being scrappy. She says, scrappy can be defined as full of fighting spirit. It's synonymous with having moxie, being feisty, enthusiastic, gutsy, lively, and spunky. The Urban Dictionary puts it a little more bluntly and says, Scrappy is a person who is a little bit but can really kick some butt. I like that one too. The word scrappy embodies the mix of all these traits, plus the gumption to take action. To be scrappy is to have the determination of a street fighter, but work smarter and be willing to work harder when you need to, to take risks and play big, no matter what the obstacles and opposition are. I love this thought of being scrappy. Being scrappy is thinking outside of the box. It's finding new ways to be creative, solve problems, and enjoy life. And just like anything, scrappiness or lateral thinking or thinking outside of the box takes some practice. It may be uncomfortable at first. Comfort and fear are the main obstacles to overcoming as we try to train our brain to see new things differently, to change our perspectives, to grow, to find new and different solutions. We may fear that we simply are not creative or lack the intelligence to solve these kinds of problems, but I think we can. We just need to learn to stretch our brain a little bit. 
I think right now in this time of chaos and turmoil is the perfect time to get a little scrappy and think outside of the box. When there's a problem and you just can't seem to find a solution, it's a perfect time to get scrappy. Oftentimes when we're faced with a large obstacle or challenge or problem, our brain goes automatically to the solutions that we've used in the past. What if these solutions don't work? Sometimes we may feel like we're banging our head against the wall. Think about this story. Remember David and Goliath? In the biblical story of David and Goliath, a small shepherd boy conquers a giant by slinging a rock at his exposed forehead. We usually tend to think of David's victory as a miracle or proof that sometimes he was lucky or that sometimes the weak can beat the strong. But what if the underdog victories have less to do with luck and more to do with the very circumstances we view as a disadvantage? In David and Goliath, Malcolm Gladwell argues that we assume that disadvantages might actually be advantages and vice versa. David wasn't big and strong. He didn't wear armor. He didn't wield a sword. That is what may have considered, maybe have considered at that time to be a disadvantage. I think at the time, most of the Philistines and the Israelites felt that you needed strong armor and a sword to beat a giant like Goliath. But David had to be creative. He had to use his own unique skills to slay his opponent. Goliath and the Philistines laughed at David because David did not have the conventional skills to do what everyone else thought needed done. His lack of conventional skills, though, gave him an advantage because it was creative and it was unexpected. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the exceptional life depends not on working harder, but on different, even opposite actions from habit and the crowd. Other times in our lives when we need to stretch our creative skills and think scrappy is those times in our life when there's no immediate need for change or novelty, but change would lead to an improvement and an expansion of our vision in our life. Maybe you have a specific goal or a challenge to circumvent, most likely within a specific time frame. Maybe you just feel stuck and want to improve some area of your life. We should be grateful for all that we have and all that we are, but I think it's human nature to want to improve. And that is when creative thinking is useful or even necessary. As with any change in behavior, it all starts with our thoughts. It starts with our mind, realizing that we can think creatively. We can solve this problem. We can figure out a solution. Our brain likes its set patterns. We work things out in our brain with a certain way of thinking. We use ideas that we hold as beliefs, and we instinctively go to that thought or idea or pattern that we've always used. But what if we were wrong? What if we took a step back and looked at those thoughts and those patterns and those beliefs more closely? It's important to remember that creative thinking can be a little hard at first because our brain and our ego don't like to be wrong. We want to go back to the way we've always done it. 
We sometimes even engage in a debate or an argument to the detriment of our relationship or suddenly become this version of ourselves that we don't want to be because we hold so tightly to what we think is the right way to do something or the right answer to something. And we try so desperately to prove it to someone else. Yet if we just stopped and take a step back, we can we can think it really doesn't matter in the end. You can believe what you want. I can believe what I want. We both can be right or we both can be wrong. There was a time when well-educated philosophers thought the world was flat and that Pluto was a planet. I love the Friends episode where Phoebe and Ross argue about evolution. Ross, being a scientist, explains that he spent his whole life studying evolution and it's a fact. Phoebe, however, does not. And as Ross is trying to convince Phoebe with the scientific facts, Phoebe says, wasn't there a time when the brightest minds in the world believed that the world was flat? And up until like 50 years ago, you all thought that the atom was the smallest thing until you split it open and like this whole mess of crap came out. Now, are you telling me that you're so unbelievably arrogant that you can't admit that there's a tiny, teeniest bit possibility that you could be wrong about this? What a great way to challenge your thinking. Poor Ross. So open your mind, and I'm not saying that evolution is fact or fiction. I'm just saying if we would open our minds a little, instead of being so stuck on being right, we could open up our lives to so many more possibilities. We have to learn to challenge our beliefs, to challenge our thoughts, to challenge our thoughts and our minds is what is going to help us to be able to change our behavior and change our world. In order to change our lives and ultimately change our world, we have to start by examining our own mental models. What are our beliefs, our assumptions, our expectations about the way the world is and the way that things ought to be? We think and act through these mental models, through these mental playbooks. We often forget that we're not victims of our minds or our brains hardwiring. We do not have to be trapped into the old ways of thinking or acting that undermine our own opportunities for success. We can change. We can change our brain. For example, You don't have to take things personally or respond defensively to the perception or tone when someone's speaking to you or in an email or in a message. You can choose not to judge someone unfairly based on their appearance alone. And you don't have to overreact to a situation and respond in a way that you end up regretting later and beating yourself up about. We're not mindless individuals simply reacting to our environment. Rather, we're powerful. We're able to choose our response and everything that we experience. We use this by using that lateral thinking, that creative space, being innovative, and using our imagination, being a little scrappy to solve problems and to challenge our thoughts. We can practice creative thinking or changing 
those pathways in our brain. We can learn to train our brain, but it can take a little bit of effort. So I have a couple ideas and a few few tools that you can use. So as we open our mind up to new possibilities and search for new ideas, we can be a little scrappy. Scrappy people demonstrate intellectual curiosity through action. So we can, there are some things that we can do to help expand our mind or vision. We can study another industry. So I'm a nurse and I have been a nurse for over 20 years and I love nursing. I love anatomy and pathophysiology. I love learning about the body. But when I went to my master's program, I wanted to learn a little more and something from a little different perspective. And I actually ended up getting my master's in psychology so that I could put the two together. And it has definitely expanded my brain and expanded my thought patterns about different things. So studying another industry altogether. So maybe looking, since I'm into nursing, psychology, they kind of go together. But what if I were to grab a magazine off the shelf about engineering or grab one about holistic uh, practices in medicine? Those kind of things are just going to broaden my horizon and add to my already knowledge and help me be more rounded, more creative, and give me more tools to think more creatively when solving problems. Another thing you can do is learn about another religion. You can read a novel that's in an unfamiliar genre. I tend to read the same kind of novels. So sometimes I go to different book clubs that read different kind of genres so that I can broaden my educational level or broaden my thought processes or broaden my knowledge base a little bit more. And I find that I learn so much. You can turn a problem upside down, look at it from a different angle, or ask a child. I love how children are think of things so differently. So we had a tsunami drill the other day at the elementary school that I work at. Our beautiful school is actually called the Seaside School because it's literally right beside the China Sea on the little island of Okinawa. And we look at when we look at the playground, we get to see the waves and the beautiful horizon right in our backyard of our school. It's awesome. But sometimes those waves can be a little tumultuous and create great waves or series of waves that are called a tsunami. These waves could flood our school and cause a lot of danger to our faculty and to our students. So once a year, we have a tsunami drill and we march all 200 elementary school students up to safer and higher ground as a way to prepare for a tsunami if it one should ever be on the way. And so as I'm walking, I watch these students trekking the mile-long pathway up the hill to the higher ground. And I love how these kids can find every stick to step on, every rock to climb on. You just see their little minds working of how can I make this fun? What trouble can I get into? This looks fun. Let me jump off of the um, sidewalk. They use their creative part of their mind to explore and learn about their surroundings all the time, and it's so refreshing. Me, I just trudge the path. 
I have a path to walk and I just walk it without looking at all those things. It gave me such a nice perspective and a fun way to do the tsunami drill with the kids. So look at things like a child. Ask a child how to solve the problem that you're struggling with. See what solution they come up with. Usually it's so much simpler. Invite randomness in your life exercise or take a shower. I think I did a podcast a couple weeks ago on the fact that exercise uh, primes our brain for creative thought. And so I get some of my best ideas when I'm out running in the morning or when I'm taking a shower, because those are the times when our body is using our energy to kind of go on autopilot, right? When I'm exercising or I'm running, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. When I'm showering, I'm lathering my hair, things that I do every day. It allows our mind that time to wander and be creative. Creative. It requires um, little thinking, and so we're able to use our brain to be a little scrappy. I love the quote that says, if you want something badly enough, you will find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. I think about that when I think about the problems that I have or the challenges or the obstacles in my life that I want to figure out a solution to. David, as a scrawny shepherd boy, could have looked up at the giant Goliath and thought to himself, hmm, this may not be a good idea. I don't have any armor. I don't have a sword. I'm not very strong. Maybe I shouldn't do this. All I have is a few stones and a slingshot. But David got scrappy. He had a belief in his God and in himself, and he didn't back down when faced with insurmountable odds. He found a clever and creative solution, and he won. We all have our own blocks those thoughts that we tell ourselves why we can't do something. We have that vision of this beautiful puzzle and think our life should look this certain way. We should do things a certain way. We can change our story though. We can tell ourselves that we can solve this problem. We can think outside of the box. We can get a little scrappy and expand our vision and see all the joyous wonders of what could really happen in our life. One of my favorite strategies I learned in my graduate program in counseling was the what if question. What if? What if you fail? What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? I can come up with solutions to all those scenarios in my head. And then I can say, but what if I succeed? We have to fail in order to succeed. A baby doesn't run with its first steps. We can train our brains to think creatively, to be innovative, to be imaginative, to think outside of the box and get a little scrappy. Let me know what you want to get scrappy about in your life. You can find me over at Peggy Moore Life Coaching on Facebook or Peggy Moore Life Coaching on Instagram 
or hop over to my website at Peggy Moore at personalpowerwellness.com. I would love to hear from you. And as always, if you love this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. I would love to know what you think. I hope you guys have a great week. And until we meet again, my friends.